The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. Hero first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country. Those who die in the line of duty or are catastrophically injured. Veterans who fought for our nation's freedom only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo, New York firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young children, catastrophically injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Team, welcome to the Freedom Hut Friday, September 23rd edition of the program. We have stock market dropping, the economy about to get really ugly, friends. And it is being reflected in the polls that people are realizing these Democrats not good for your 401k, the price of food, the price of gas, your bottom line. Big problems ahead for Team Biden if this continues, we can only hope. Got some of the latest polls in places like Arizona, Georgia, Nevada to break down for you. Super important Senate races. So we will dive into that. Plus, James Bond going to get kind of a remake here, they say, with a softer, kinder, gentler male feminist James Bond, something along those lines. I have thoughts on that, my friends. And then also doing a lot of culture on Friday here. The Woman King movie and the truth of the Dahomey tribe of West Africa that is depicted in the movie. There is a reason that there is now a boycott the movie movement underway right now, even though it's supposed to be pro-woke and left-wing and it's... It's about uh, a minority female in the lead and doing amazing things and all this stuff. 
The wokeness has a problem here because of the history. And I will tell you some of that history coming up. We've got an amazing show for you. Oh, and then Vivek Murthy, the Surgeon General, with the weirdest thing that he has ever said, I think. Ever. What is it? You got to stay with me if you want to know. Data breaches, friends, happens all the time, right? You know how you have uh, insurance on your home or renter's insurance if you live in an apartment somewhere uh, because, you know, bad things happen. Think of Norton LifeLock like insurance for your online identity, as in they're constantly scanning to make sure that if your information is being exposed online, which happens all the time, these big companies that have a security breach, they send out some mass email, nobody reads it, says, yeah, maybe your social security number was exposed on the dark web. You know, it just happens. You know how you find out about this stuff usually? Some credit card with 15 grand run up in your name that you never took out. You need Norton LifeLock to have your back. I've been a Norton LifeLock customer for years. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Your personal information gets exposed so often, it makes it dangerously easy for the uh, cyber criminals to use it and to steal your identity. LifeLock detects and alerts you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own, like loans or credit cards taken out in your name. You need LifeLock if you're going to be doing anything online. I have it. You should have it, too. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but it is easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with promo code BUCK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go online to LifeLock.com and use promo code BUCK. That's promo code B-U-C-K for 25% off. Look, the economy is in bad shape. There's no way around it. I mean, just imagine, here is uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre telling everybody that Biden, don't worry, he understands how much everything sucks right now for your family when it comes to the economy. So the president understands that when it comes to the economy, he understands how much that's crushing families. He gets it that people are sitting around their kitchen table and trying to figure out how are they going to pay for their groceries. And so that's yeah, why. Okay. He's- so imagine just taking that as a soundbite. And, and if you're if you're offering this up as, hey, compare that to what Biden promises. Hey, middle class inside out, up, down, all around, you know. Do the electric slide, Macarena, whatever, right? Imagine what Biden was saying back in the day. Hey, Macarena. That was for you, Mike. I'm having a throwback moment to the Macarena. Remember the Macarena was all the rage and you did the you did the thing with the, you know, now, I don't know. I think you've only, I think maybe on a senior's cruise, they'll rock the Macarena. You don't see a lot of Macarena anymore. Anyway, Biden was talking a big game back in the day and he's not really talking a big game so much anymore. In fact, he's... Chief spokesperson, the press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, is saying, you heard it. I mean, Biden knows it's hard for you to pay for your groceries. Biden knows that, you know, things suck right now. Oh, and Democrats are realizing, you know, their whole thing about how they're going to lie about abortion and and the reality of abortion in a post-Obs world. And that was going to deliver them the election. And there was going to be no red wave and all this stuff. Mm -mm. The economy, immigration, crime. Say it with me, everybody. The economy. Immigration, crime, we absolutely have to hammer home those three issues. Those are weak points for Democrats with good reason. They have made crazy, crazy decisions that have resulted in a lot of suffering, a lot of the destruction of wealth, a lot of misery, a lot of unsafety, a lot of uh, unsafe neighborhoods and uh, the 
spreading of lawlessness. So, And then there's the border, of course, and all the fentanyl coming across and all the illegal migrants and everything that's going on. And this Biden administration has nothing to show for two years other than what? The vaccine mandates that were heavy handed, beyond belief, authoritarian, unnecessary, didn't even work. You might have seen this actually. Uh, Rochelle Walensky. I, I got to find this one, actually. R- R- Rochelle Walensky, who is who is the uh, head of the CDC, is out there. And, and this is amazing. She she took a photo of herself kicking it old school. First of all, she's masked up. And I'm going to say this. Any medical practitioner right now, any medical practitioner who tells me to mask up or is wearing a mask just for a normal interaction, a doctor's office, whatever, or when I go to the hospital, it is to me the same thing as if they were saying we're going to go get a bowl of leeches or or we're going to go make sure that we clear the miasmatic air, which was the bad air that they thought caused it was like bad smells, basically, that they thought caused things like cholera. No, it actually was in the water. But the top scientists in the world for a long time believed that it was bad air that was causing cholera and other outbreaks in cities in the 19th century in particular. And no. So, yes, get the leeches and put a mask on. That's how I feel about that. But she's got a, a mask on her face. And she said, today I received my updated COVID-19 vaccine. And she wrote, laboratory data suggests these updated vaccines provide increased protection against currently circulating variants. If you received your last COVID-19 vaccine over two months ago, I encourage you to get to join me and get your updated vaccine now. Okay, So much here. First of all, if you got a shot more than two months ago, she is essentially telling you these things are good for about two months at best. At best, two months. She is on shot number five. Count them. One, two, three, four, five. She's on shot number five right now. This is the head of the Centers for Disease Control. You know, they're always the good guys in the zombie apocalypse movie. We have to get to the Centers for Disease Control, and they're going to figure out a way to turn around the zombie apocalypse. Let me tell you, if humanity is, is going to rest on the CDC scientists figuring out how to defeat the zombies... You better learn to start speaking zombie. It's all over. CDC is going to lose that one. Yeah, no question about it. I, zombie flicks are always fun. Um, so she, she said, but there's something else very interesting I want to point out here. She says laboratory data suggest these updated vaccines provide increased protection against currently circulating variants. Well, hold on a second. What does that even mean? Because they actually only have antibody elevation that they have shown in mice. No human trials. Now, keep in mind, they can't even show that in mice, the elevated antibody protection would stop the mice from getting COVID or having a severe reaction to COVID. They are actually telling they're making this decision and I am not exaggerating. I'm not making this up. This is the exact. This is the truth. They're making the decision. They're saying we tested this in mice. In mice, it caused elevated antibodies. Therefore, that is the laboratory data that suggests these updated vaccines provide increased protection. I mean, 
Think about where they are now compared to, uh, what, 18 months ago was you won't get it, you won't spread it, 95% effective. Now it's, yeah, we, we shot some mice up with this stuff. The mice didn't grow two heads, you know, bada bing, time to get your shot. Oh, oh, wow. People talk about, you know, abolish or defund the FBI, abolish the CDC. The CDC is the absolute worst. Uh, James Bond, they're going to ruin James Bond. I'm telling you, they're going to do it. Um, but we'll get there in just a second. Uh, look, this is a hard turn. There's no way around it. Um, but this is absolutely essential. It is critical. It is a mission that I want you to join me on. And it has to do with actually saving lives, saving the lives of pre-born babies, babies in the womb. You've heard the rhetoric. You've seen what Stacey Abrams said recently. It's not a heartbeat. Places like Colorado have passed laws that say all nine months of a pregnancy. Tim Ryan, who's running for Senate in Ohio, all nine months of a pregnancy. Stacey Abrams said the same thing. They are pushing for this still. Don't think that because of the Supreme Court decision, this battle is won or over, anything like that. No, now the, the battle for hearts and minds and saving babies' lives is underway. Now, there's our personal beliefs and our personal actions, and of course, being pro-life is the righteous and moral uh, position, and it's important for us to live our lives that way. But what are you doing to help others live their lives that way? What are you doing to help save lives for the pro-life cause? You need to you need to see what's going on with this organization called Preborn. Okay, Preborn pregnancy clinics have been in business for 16 years, but their business is just saving lives. That's why they exist. They have ultrasounds that they give to women. They give women a lot of support, a lot of love and help, pregnant, mother, uh, pregnant women, mothers, and they provide them with free ultrasounds because once a mother sees the ultrasound of the baby, overwhelmingly she chooses life. Preborn wants to save tens of thousands of babies' lives this year. All you have to do is donate. They're already out there doing this, but they need your help. They need funding. Do you want to help save lives? Are you really pro-life? You can do something about it right now. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 and say the keyword to your phone. Say the keyword baby. Or you can donate securely at preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Let's do this. Let's help Preborn accomplish its mission of saving babies' lives. One more time, preborn.com slash buck. Okay. Now, going to the weekend, so I want to talk a little pop culture stuff uh, for a little bit here. The new James Bond situation. Uh, I think James Bond is one of the most amazing fictional characters created in the 20th century. And Ian Fleming... It's really a work of, of creative genius. Now, people don't know this. I think Fleming worked in the Naval Intelligence Service for Britain in World War II. Uh, he was a part of Operation Mincemeat, which they just made a Netflix movie of, uh, which was pretty good. A little slow, but pretty well done, I guess, for what it is, where they floated a dead body for di- with disinformation to convince the Nazis they were going to invade Greece and not Sicily. This is the Brits, uh, the British invasion of Sicily in World War II. Um, and actually, he was a part of, meaning Ian Fleming was a part of Operation Goldeneye. I remember the Goldeneye movie with uh, Trevelyan and uh, the guy who was in Game of Thrones. I forget his name right now. 
Um, but there was a real Operation GoldenEye in World War II that Fleming was a part of, which was essentially a leave-behind sabotage operation in Spain. Uh, so he understood that world, that secret intelligence world, very well. And in fact, the American CIA, which I used to work for, the American Intelligence Service, was built on and even borrows words and structure from the British Secret Intelligence Service. So they were really the first in this. They were really the uh, the pioneers in the modern espionage, modern intelligence service world. And James Bond is just an awesome character. Why do I bring this up? The next James Bond, they're saying, is going to be more sensitive and have bigger roles for women. Look, this could be relatively minor because they're talking about Tom Hardy, who I think is one of the best actors out there on the scene these days. Uh, they're talking about uh, Henry Cavill, who's like so handsome. Everyone's like, how is it possible to be as handsome as that guy? Uh, they're, they're talking about some some good options to play the James Bond. But, you know, for all I know, they could decide that James Bond is actually non-binary and goes by they and, you know, the women. And, you know, the Bond girls have been a thing for decades. Some of the most beautiful women in our, you know, Western world uh, or around the world, I should say. Some of those beautiful women have been Bond girls. That was a big career moment for, you know, Halle Berry was a Bond girl. Sophia Loren was a Bond girl. I mean, good. I can't remember all the Bond girls. Uh, Charlie Sheen's ex-wife. I, I don't I can't remember all their names, you know. Um, the woman who plays uh, Jean Grey in the uh, X-Men franchise, Famke Janssen. Apparently, my knowledge of Dutch models was better than I thought. So, so yeah, they're, they're Bond girls. Is the next Bond girl going to be um, along the lines of what you're seeing in sort of Abercrombie ads these days with not just body positivity, but the bigger the better is effectively the movement now. Like, the more heavy a person is, the more attractive the person is supposed to be uh i don't think that's going to work very well um but wokeness wokeness comes for all of our cultural icons at some point it's a question of do we push back do consumers make decisions based upon their desire to stop this madness or do they do they just uh, go along with it and then with that speaking of wokeness the woman king is a movie in the theaters right now speaking of ian fleming and his background in government as well when i first arrived at the cia uh there's a there's a a period it's effectively cia 101 indoctrination to i mean indoctrination sounds bad like they're brainwashing us but you know like what are you doing here where are the bathrooms how do you find your way around the facility ethics courses things like that very basic stuff probably do this in a lot of government agencies and during that period which was uh, a few months um, they said, well, you know, we might have you work. I ended up working the Iraq account. They're like, just familiarize yourself with West Africa. You might, we might have you working West African political issues. And I, first of all, I'd studied the Middle East all through college and I'd studied Arabic before 9-11. So to be told, classic government, you may become a West Africa specialist. I was like, what? Like, I mean, you know, I, I've arrived. I've got a top secret security clearance. It took you know, years basically to get into this place. And now they're like, yeah, you might do West Africa. I ended up not being a West Africa guy. But the point is, I did just say, okay. So while I was kind of waiting and going through these rudimentary classes on ethics and financial disclosures and whatever, I was just reading about West Africa all the time. So when they brought up, uh, you know, the history and the background of West Africa, too, because I didn't have a specific account. So I wasn't even at that point working on anything that was uh, that was sensitive uh, you know, government sensitive. 
And when they, when I when I saw that they're doing a movie about the Dahomey tribe, I thought you you guys are got to be kidding me. You're going to do a movie about the Dahomey tribe where the Dahomey tribe are the in this case the good gals because it's actually based on 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 the women the Agoji female warriors referred to as the Amazons uh, of the Agoji by the European uh, colonists, uh, European colonial authorities. But this is amazing. We actually have part of the trailer for this movie, which is out in theaters right now. Viola Davis, Oscar winner, is in the lead role. It's a big budget, major Hollywood film. And here is what part of the trailer sounds like. An evil is coming. That threatens our kingdom. Our freedom. But we have a weapon. They are not prepared for. My king, the Europeans wish to conquer us. They will not stop until the whole of Africa is theirs. Ah, the evil is the Europeans are coming. Put that aside for a second. The Dahomey were very wealthy and powerful as a tribe in West Africa in the 17 and 1800s. And do you know why? Because they were the most vicious, aggressive, slave, uh, slave capturing and slave trading of all of the West African tribes. They made their fortune enslaving fellow Africans, other tribes. And the Agoji, the female warriors that are portrayed in this movie, um, the the woman king, the Agoji were these female, they, they refer to them as these very fierce female warriors. Uh, they would behead people for fighting against their slaving missions. They would actually come into villages and in order to, this is, by the way, all in the historical record, um, they would go into villages of other, of fellow Africans in, in West Africa. This is this is based in Benin, by the way. Benin is the French. Benin is what we say in the West, which is just next to Nigeria. Uh, so on the West Coast of Africa. And they would go into the village and anybody who fought against them, they would they would behead. Uh, so they would behead the elders right away. Old people because they weren't worth anything in the slave trade. So they would just behead all the old people in the village and take everybody. And if you fought against them, they would behead you, too. And then they would bring the heads, the severed heads to uh, to their king. Now, the Agoji were a female warrior unit that were initially the the bodyguard of the male king of the Dahomey, who also had exclusive sexual rights to these female bodyguards. By the way, that was a part of this as well. Um, and the Agoji uh, would also capture people for the purposes of human sacrifice. They would capture slave. They would capture people as slaves. They would also capture people and then execute them as part of human sacrifice. And there are some people who believe in the historical record. I mean, there is a here. There is a um, there is a in the historical record a, a French naval officer witnessed a a teenager who had to execute a, uh, this is a, one of the Agoji women. She was a teenager. She executed a condemned prisoner and, quote, saw, uh, swung her sword three times with both hands, uh, calmly cut the last flesh off of the part of the head attached to his trunk, 
and then squeezed the blood off the weapon and swallowed it. So there were there were uh, stories of cannibalism or near cannibalism as well. They were headhunters, essentially. They were uh, slavers. They would enslave their fellow Africans. And they're making a movie about how they were great warriors. And even that's not true. They were fighting against villages with no standing army, no defense force whatsoever. Who wants to guess what happened to the, uh, the fierce Agoji female warriors when a French colonial military expedition showed up? It's the reason you don't hear about the Agoji anymore. Wiped out. I mean, there, there was not even close. You're, you're talking about, you know, casualty rates of, you know, 40 or 50 to 1 where the French would lose one and the, the Agoji would lose 50. I mean, it was not even close. And they did. They had muskets and they had weapons that they because they were trading with the Portuguese before the French came along. The Portuguese were the original. They were the ones, you know, you go back Vasco da Gama and all this stuff. They were the ones that initially made uh, inroads into Africa uh, for a colonial trade. And then the French came along later and actually colonized uh, Benin. But, yeah, they've made a movie about this. Uh, I, I can tell the woke impulse behind this is a powerful black female leader and warrior but in making this movie they are elevating the tribe that was the most number one the most associated with the enslavement and mutilation and decapitation of fellow africans for centuries oh well you know you would think you would think that this history would be something that they would take into account beforehand because they say inspired by true events. So I'm not they can't pull the oh, this is all fiction inspired by true events. The left has actually started a boycott movement against this movie. The left has because even they know this is just indefensible. What are you doing? You know, we're we're always being told all the time, by the way, what this has really done is it's going to elevate the consciousness in the West of hold on a second. You mean there were. There were uh, there were African tribes who for centuries built their entire wealth and their societies by enslaving other Africans. Yes, that is the actual history. This is the thing when you start to learn history. Oh, it's so much more complicated than just the history of white colonialism is the most destructive force in the world ever. And it's so terrible and all sorts of stuff. OK, but a lot of people, when they accrue power, abuse it. Every society, when it could, has oppressed and even enslaved other societies. There were, uh, in, in America, pre, uh, pre-Columbian America, there were tribes, Native American tribes, that were enslaving other tribes. The Comanche were infamous, the Comanche uh, Native American tribe, for enslaving other Native Americans. The Aztecs built an entire empire of millions of people. Slavery. All slave-based and human sacrifice-based, by the way. So we're going to talk about these things. Let's talk about them. And, you know, so, so who, has, who has responsibility? Is anyone in Benin, you know, apologizing for the historical legacy of the Dahomey tribe? You know, you know, no, they've got other problems. But here we are. Wokeness, my friends, it always runs into self-contradiction because it's not actually rooted in truth or principle. So that gives it a lot of leeway, but it also means eventually it just collides into itself. But I guess now I'm going to go have to see this movie, which I don't really want to have to go see. I haven't seen it. I'm always very honest about this. But the history of it is the history. I mean, I, there's unless unless Viola Davis and all the Dahomey 
tribe members that she's and the Agoji females she's with, unless they're the bad side in this. I don't understand how they can. I don't, you know, there's a reason why there's a boycott movement against it. And trust me, they're not the bad guys. They're the protagonists. So we shall see, my friends. Um, oh, one thing before you go home for the weekend. Vivek Murthy is a uh, an appallingly bad public health official. He's the Surgeon General under the Biden administration. But he recently tweeted out himself saying that he loves ice cream. He loves to go get ice cream cones without the ice cream. He will actually go up to the window of a Dairy Queen or a whatever and say, I just want a cone. I don't even know what to say about that other than is there a better example of why we don't want Democrats in charge? Just the cone? Just the cone? People say, oh, but what if you was a dairy allergy? Well, then get some dairy-free ice cream for heaven's sakes. But I mean, come on, just the cone, that's crazy talk. Go get yourself some ice cream, whatever kind you like. Have a great weekend, everybody. Shields high. Who is there for heroes of the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans? And who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs comprise their in-the-line-of-duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is educating kids kindergarten through 12th grade to help our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.